All right, so first thing is let me share a bit about what we've been doing on the Good Morning Marketers podcast to distribute our content. I think that once everything is aligned and everything is working, it's gonna do really well. But we've done some things really well and then dropped the ball on other parts and so on, but we haven't yet gone for like multiple weeks doing it all. We've we've had a few weeks where we did it all and then something broke and then, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of a, a team issue, like trying to get the right people in place to get all this stuff done. As I've tested different things, I've seen a lot more potential in this whole strategy we got. So here are some things that I've learned in distributing our content on social media. We have been using Filipino VAs to help us with the distribution. Uh, there's a lot of talented people out there that you can get, like offshore workers and so on. What I figured out, so this is first I'll start with TikTok. When you schedule on TikTok, you can only schedule your TikToks on TikTok's website. So you cannot schedule on the app. And if you schedule through a third-party application, the API does not allow for direct scheduling, similar to how Instagram used to have that limitation. It will send you a notification using the platform's app. It'll preload your, your video in TikTok with your caption that you chose, but you have to actually hit the, the publish button at that time. So the only way to schedule your TikToks is on, on TikTok's website. So what happens when you have a, uh, a VA in another country? Let's say we, we want to schedule our TikToks at 12 o'clock Pacific time. So if she schedules at 12 o'clock, but to her, it's like three o'clock in the morning or something, TikTok will publish it first to the people in your area. So even though she has calculated that call 3 a.m. is 12 p.m. Pacific, TikTok sees it as posting it at 3 a.m in the Philippines. If it doesn't get a lot of engagement, it dies down. So what happened was she had scheduled all these all these TikToks and they all were tanking. Some of them getting like zero to two views. I was like, what is going on? So I did a little bit of digging and research and that's what I had figured out. You are how do you figure that out? You, yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> how ask, you how did you find that out? Oh, because I, I deleted the, the post and then I reposted it myself and then I got like 200 views. Yeah, but how did you figure out the person in the Philippines and it's geo-tagging that they're the one uploading it and it's using their time zone? Oh, I, I was watching this guy on YouTube. Because I always wonder, is this people estimating? It's their assumptions like we always do when we're trying to figure out Google rankings or the YouTube algorithm. We think it works this way, but no one actually really knows for sure. Right. Here, I'm going to shout out this guy's channel, Robert Benjamin. He makes videos like every day about the algorithm on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. So I just been like randomly watching his videos they come up on my feet a lot he's pretty good his videos are pretty good actually like little formula he's got going on for making the videos he's doing some like obvious hacks to like increase his watch time which are kind of like funny to me he mentioned something about when you post it best time to post is like i think it's like 11 a.m he's like what time zone he's like it's the time zone that you're in they're going to distribute it in your area first which makes sense because a lot of tiktok is like cultural right like whether it be a dance music whatever you're doing so it's usually people in your area it's probably like people in North America when I post it, right? Because we kind of would find the same thing sort of interesting. If we're talking about news or trends or whatever, like we are kind of in that same sphere. Whereas in the Philippines, they might be, you know, they're into other stuff right now. I've been noticing, you know, uh, Yaro, you mentioned gorging one time in one of our past episodes, right? Apparently in the Philippines, it's like a big thing. They, they really like watching videos. Just to clarify, eating. that's food gorging, just so we audience knows what exactly. I don't even know the word gorging. First time I ever heard it is when you mentioned <laughs> that's, it. That's just watching a video where so, watching but, someone eat food. It's pretty straightforward. But ever since you mentioned it to me, I've been noticing it more. I've been hearing <laughs> the word more, and I, and I learned that that's a very popular And now popular I subscribe trend. to all the most popular uh, mukbang channels. I don't watch. <laughs> I, don't, I do not watch. Anyways, so the point is scheduling on TikTok, you, you know, they, they're going to look 
first like kind of your your general area. The other thing I learned again, I could I think I learned this from from Robert or Googling something is that now you can you can have longer captions in TikTok, and so what they're looking for is more descriptive text, and that potentially that they are using their AI to read your text to get context about what your TikTok is about, whereas before they were relying more on hashtags. So apparently hashtags are out and long descriptions are in on TikTok. So when you schedule your TikTok, you can only schedule it on the TikTok website. If you have a, a VA doing it, get them to use a VPN. I believe the best time to post is like 11 a.m. All these platforms is like, I think it's arbitrary that time you post as long as like within that, that area, right? But it's like 11, three and, and eight or something like that. And then longer descriptions are now the thing. With the TikTok caption, you're making it sound like metadata, like on a, you know, like a blog post. Because I was thinking about this when I was uploading my TikToks and I was going and then using TikTok afterwards. I'm like, I don't actually see the title. I just watch the video, you know, you're scrolling through and you, and you just, so I was like, this is not influencing whether a human being watches the video unless they go to your profile page, see all your videos and they see the titles and, and then they choose it, which is not very common, right? So it's interesting to hear you say that, yeah, it might more be like a search uh, ranking or context element, like a meta tag or, or meta description just to tell the algorithm, which makes you think, can we do like way back in the late 1990s, the old keyword stuffing, you know, you just type in blockchain, Nelk boys. Well, no, because I think that doesn't work because of this whole like GPT-3. Now they can get contextual information from what you type. The new update on Google, right? Which was all about getting rid of all that AI content. I think the reason they switched to this is because the AI can kind of read and understand what you're typing. So I think that's probably why they switched. I've been noticing pretty much every company's kind of using this, this new kind of GPT-3 AI thing. I heard Amazon created some new AI thing that's better than GPT-3. So that's kind of what I think. I also noticed that when we tag somebody on a, on a TikTok, like we at them, that also gets a lot more views. So mentioning other people, I think is more powerful than hashtag, but you don't want to spam people by tagging people. But if you are talking about somebody or a company or something, we'll probably get you more views on TikTok as well. And also across the board, whether it be YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, I think consistency is probably the number one factor that plays into long-term growth. When we first started our TikTok, we're getting, you know, 20 views, 50 views, you know, and then as we started, just we were posting every day, right? And then it started getting to like 200 views, you know, it just kept on growing. Then we didn't post for a week. I posted, it went back to 20 views. It's kind of challenging as a creator. You basically need to post every day. I think it's like a once a day thing. What happens if you like repost previous content on this platform or is that not how it works exactly with TikTok? I haven't tried it, but I'm sure that if you were to like repost something, I would change the file name when you upload it. If you could change the music in the background or something, just something so that way this AI thing cannot figure it out would pro maybe work. I did do the, I deleted the post that my VA uploaded and I re-uploaded it and that did work. So that could be a potential thing. I don't know if it's good or bad if you're deleting your, your past posts, but for the most part, you really want to grow businesses, brand, a creator. You got to look at how do I post every single day. But what's the metric on TikTok? Is it followers? I honestly think that the whole TikTok followers and likes and all that, I think it's mostly fake. We talked about this before. Yeah. And I also think that YouTube is copying that strategy. I think the views that we're getting on our shorts are fake. I have uh, some theories around that too. I think that, that we're going to start seeing more and more of that. I think you're going to start seeing your reels. You're going to like, oh, wow, I got a lot of views. And, you know, and I think that TikTok started this whole fake followers, fake likes 
fake views trend. Well, that's the metaverse. We should call it, it's more like fake views are the easiest to fake. When you get likes, you might look at who liked and then you can look at their profiles and be like, these are a lot of fake profiles, which I noticed that, right? Mm -hmm. And same with the followers. I noticed I get a lot of, they look like fake followers. It's right? like reading it's like, the text in the matrix. The outside eye can't see it. It just looks like numbers on the screen. But when you go in, you see, you see bot, 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 bot. AI, AI, bot. If it's somebody's name with numbers and then they haven't posted anything and they're following a bunch of people but they have no followers, yep. like, I'm like, that's fake. Matt, are you using like an email list though as part of this strategy? Because to me, that's always been the metric I would judge the most. So yeah, I get a thousand views or 10,000 views or whatever to a video. Great, I'm more known. I've got more engagement. But cool. at the end of the day, I want them to actually take an action which is usually subscribe to the channel. But really, I want them to subscribe to my email newsletter. So is that part of what we're doing for good morning marketers or is that not it yet i have been driving everybody to youtube okay so, so everywhere we post everything we do is go to youtube subscribe on youtube watch on youtube right that sort of thing email list is definitely a better idea well i mean what's the next idea. step after youtube yeah i but i think with like tiktok right now it's just a matter of like getting people to even care that we're posting I'm, we're still trying to figure out what is a content that's going to work right we we need to build the relationship with the audience uh, tom and i talked about this on our last episode we recorded together was this whole idea of it's very difficult to have a relationship with the people on TikTok because when you're on TikTok, the kind of content there, it's not really like personal. On Instagram, people are posting, they're out for dinner with their friends or doing these things, right? It's like you're getting to know people, right? Whereas TikTok, it's all about broadcast, 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 entertainment, broadcast, right? So it's harder to kind of build that relationship. Twitter is the same. It's I remember a person talk about growth strategies for Twitter and they said it's all about a consistency, like you said, Matt, but also engagement in other people's content. It was like got to be part of the community. That's absolutely correct.